0: Welcome, Frankston fans. We've got the first podcast of 2024. And isn't it good to be back? The sun is shining. The boys are out on the track. And I'm joined here with our VFL head coach, Jackson Kornberg. Mate, firstly, uh, how's the Christmas break? Thanks, uh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, it's good, mate. Get, um, get away with family for
1: a couple of weeks and um which is nice having sort of um lived uh, lived in a state for the last two years. It's, it's good to be able to do that again. But um no, it's good to good to get back into it with the boys as well. And
0: we're or midway through the second week now, which is um, no, which is good. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Um, so just uh, in terms of preseason, we sort of haven't caught up since uh, since preseason really started. Um, the boys had a good solid block before Christmas, and then uh, how many weeks off over over the Christmas period? Yeah, so we trained for
1: five before Christmas, and then we we had four weeks off. Um, over the break, obviously they had, their, they had their program to complete, but yeah, we started back um, last last Tuesday the sixteenth, um, which is um, yeah, which which gave me a good break. But um, but then that gives us a good sort of ten week block
0: until until uh, round one. Yeah, awesome. And uh, I guess a few things just um obviously living locally and uh, and walking past the ground and uh, and driving into work and things like that. Saw the ground was uh was was getting used. Fairly regularly through the uh, through the off season break, and you were obviously back on deck a week before um, all the players came back. Uh, Yeah, just just run us through that. I mean, it was it was awesome to see there was groups of players on the on the ground uh, all through the Christmas break doing work. Yeah, it's really
1: pleasing. Like we, the the groups really, um, I suppose, self motivated, driven. Um, We've got the right mindset this preseason, so. That sort of led to um, big groups coming together um, in the evenings after work during the day. Um, I was getting a lot of texts from, from guys to see if the club was open or we can open up the club, which is, which is as a as a coach exactly what you want when when the players are driving their own career. So, um, no, that was that was great to to see some boys come down. Particularly, um, I think the week before training started, I think I was here on the Thursday evening, and there was nearly thirty blokes here, um, and we've got sort of 50, 58 guys training um, total. So. So they have nearly half, or just over half, the squad here. Um, when when we hadn't officially started, just to just do their run, have a kick, and and do the weights as well as um is is a really positive sign, and
0: um, obviously I couldn't couldn't wait to get back into it, and and it's just showed last week with our first week of training. Yeah, for sure, mate. And no, I guess from from your perspective, coming in as a full time coach, and uh, you know that side of it, the, them being able to use you as a resource, even. Even when it's not a, an official training time, I mean, how how valuable is that? And what's the I guess the reception from the players been been like? I think it's more, mate, like I think i was, um, I spoke on the previous podcast it's more just me
1: not being available. Um and and that's with any head coach. I mean, it's like like around the VFL is a number of full-time VFL coaches to be in a very similar boat, just, just being available to your players, considering they're not they're not full-time like AFL footballers. So that they, they do have work, um, they do have commitment. So it's just having the flexibility that if they want to do something before work and they're around and they and they want it and they're the one raising that, then we can get that done. If it's after hours, um, I'm only a phone call or a text away during the day um, to be able to do stuff as well. So, look, I think just being available as a as a full time coach is, is really cool. Um, and I, and I think the yeah certainly the players are um, have embraced that being the first time the club sort of had it. It's um, particularly for the guys who've been here a while. It's it's new, it's, it's different, um, whereas guys coming from different clubs are sort of the norm. But um, I think the guys who have been at Frankston um, uh, the last couple of years have, have really grabbed hold of the opportunity and, um, and they're running with it.
0: Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, walk us through how the list is is shaping up. I mean, uh, we've, we've probably, in the past, uh, probably more due to resourcing and, and time constraints, we've had a bigger group training before Christmas um, and sort of whittled that down I guess this year it was it was probably much more targeted um, in terms of uh, who who we bought in and, and who's been training before Christmas you you mentioned there's been 58 on the on the track um, you know that's been by design hasn't it?
1: Absolutely like we, we went in with a with a philosophy that we would have leaner, um, a leaner squad in, in pre-season and, um, and I think that's that's resulted in us, um, I suppose, being able to do a lot more bigger drills early with a lot more touches for players throughout. So, um, as opposed to potentially waiting on cones or, or sitting out of a drill with the huge numbers, guys have been able to get a, a fair few more reps in. And, and that was what we prioritised this year with, with the group. So, uh, we currently got, yeah, I think it was 50, sorry, we have 57 currently um, at the minute. And, and the, the max in a VFL squad, you know, is 44. So, um we'll look to um start to reduce our list and, and offer some more contracts. We've signed 32 players at the minute. So there's still 12 contracts up for grabs at at um at a maximum that we can offer and, and we'll
0: look to do that sort of over the next month or so leading into um round one, which is end of March. Yeah, mate. And uh, I guess talk us through some of the recruits. I mean, there was uh, you know, we we obviously had had a bunch that came in um right at the start of preseason and then there was a few that were we're sort of training with us, and they've they've come on and, and signed on. I mean, there's you know guys like Nick Burke and um and these types, and uh, you know uh, Matty Nelson got a got a good ride up in the in the local rag as well the other day. Um, just about his development and his path. Um, Ollie Moran obviously coming coming through. Um, I think since we spoke last, uh, we sort of teased it, but but uh, big Noah Gown has come in. Um, you know as well. Uh so yeah, just just probably walk us through. Uh, a couple of those guys and and also uh just the ho- the overall strategy and where we're going with this obviously we we're, we're targeting the southeast um you know and and trying to to target our regions that we work in um with that but yeah just walk us through a bit of that yeah so i suppose i think when we last spoke we we um finished
1: signing sort of from a targeted point of view the guys and i think noel was that that last piece a key forward but um we we're, we're lucky um to have guys at the club over the last couple of weeks nick Burley, as you said, signed. He's come across from Port Melbourne. Taj Campbell-Farrell, um, who won the Moorish medal, um, which is the, the under-18, best and fairest. Um, two years ago, the Stingrays, was their vice-captain. Had a year at Williamstown last year. He, he's um, returned back to the peninsula, um, or he lives on the peninsula, he's returned back to us and, um, and he'll be playing for the Dolphins this year. we've signed him. Um, Matt Nelson, as you said, he played two seasons at the, at the Dandenong Stingrays. Um, he's got um, an older brother who played a fair bit of footy at Coburg um, and now at Noble Park, but um, it's it's exciting to have Matty um, come across from the Stingrays and it shows that pathway from Danny on um play good footy over the two years there and then you roll into a, a BFL program. No one's guaranteed games, but um but he's coming, he's training really well. Um Ollie Moran, as you as you mentioned, well, he's a hybrid defender, um, had uh, had a really strong um uh, a couple of years at school footy when he, when he was playing for for Mentane Grammar and then um, didn't get his opportunity at um at at NAB league coach league, went away and played local at Cheltenham um, Footy Club. Um, won the premiership there last year. Which was probably one of the leading players um, in, in that push to, to win the premiership. And um, Ollie's come across, and, and we're and we wrapped to have someone like Ollie um, in the program. He's young, developing intercept defender, um, but we think um, that over the next handful of years will play a lot of FL footy for us. Um, and then, like we just as of the other day, um, Connor Riley's re-signed for us, which is which is really um, really pleasing and really positive. Connor's obviously. Um, been at the club a long time. He's a mature age player at the club leader. Um, has really been a linchpin in in a number of different positions over the last couple of years. But but it's really cool to to see him um, yeah re and and commit to the club. And um, we're looking forward to a really strong year with Connor.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, no, that's that's really good, mate. I mean, you know, a lot's been made of uh, I think with just touching on Oli Moran there. You know, a, a bit of resilience as well, and and just the character. Um, you know, obviously he's had a few knockbacks, um, you know, through his career and things like that. And, you know, I think his last quarter in the in the grand final for Cheltenham is um, still getting a fair bit of airplay and things like that. But, uh, you know, it, it's great to be able to sort of pick through these uh, these sort of diamonds in the rough and, and get them involved. And then uh, the organic growth, I, I suppose, from an internal perspective, um, you know, is, is anyone really standing out for you, uh, on the track? Um, I know it's probably hard for you to comment in that space, but, um, you know, there's obviously guys that have been here a while benefiting more from a, I uh, I guess the full-time coaching and, and probably a more full-time program, um, in, in that space. And, you know, we've always had a fair bit of talent on the list. Uh, is anyone sort of really standing out and, and showing that they're in for a big 2024?
1: Yeah, I think there's probably there's a number of boys and, and like led by our led by some of our recruits. I think George Gray has has really come into the club and um he's he's been here sort of what's it now sort of seven weeks and really demonstrating why he was in the leadership group. at Casey and a, and a Premiership player there, he, he's been outstanding. Um, for us, the last seven weeks, really driving standards. Um, he's really driving those um, those after hour sessions and um he's getting in early. He's he's watching vision. He's he's working on his craft and and helping a lot of the younger kids. So I couldn't be happy with our how George is going, I think, um, as, as well. I think um, someone like Blake O'Leary, um, he's been at the club for a number of years. I've been really happy with how how Blakey's going and um, he's doing really well on the running and, and in the skills draws, which sort of opens up potentially different positions that, that Blakey might play throughout the year, which is which is great. And, um, and, then, and then someone like Seb Quirk as well, who again um, has been here a number of years, but, but Seb's um, just really keen to learn and, and invest in himself and, and develop his craft and, um, I could see him really developing and conti- sorry continuing to develop into a really strong um, big body inside midfielder this year um, that can really help in the front half too. So um, I think they're the main ones that, that have really sort of stood out to me over the last, um, certainly over the last six weeks, but um, I've got a number of boys in their different positions that are really improving and really developing and um, yeah, looking forward to a strong year for them.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. Well, I guess, uh, moving forward, um, you know, you've got a bit of a block of training, got a, got a little camp that, uh, you, you know, you're going to get away and, uh, you know, I guess work on, on the connection, um, further within the group, we've got to get the group down to, down to 44. So there's going to be probably a couple of hard luck stories, um, you know, in there as there always is. Um, but in terms of, you know, the next sort of five, six weeks, uh, leading into practice games and, and things like that, how does that look for the club? Yeah, so we'll um we'll continue to train
1: our um just our normal training nights. We'll, we'll start to drip feed a bit of match team in over the next handful of weeks to get the boys sort of game ready for for our first practice game, which is which is on March 2nd. Um, which is really exciting, sort of being what's that, six weeks away that, that we start to play an actual even though it's a practice game, you're playing against an opposition and you're not playing against each other. So um being able to do that and but build in through our match team, I think, is gonna be really important, expose some guys to different positions and and expose the um, the squad who are going to be potentially playing together um, uh, to playing with each other and, and building that connection and, and building that synergy within the squad is going to be really important. But as uh, as we all know at footy, it'll um it'll come around pretty quickly. We're already sort of one and a half weeks in, um, and it's felt like it's just flown by. This um, I think the the whole preseason fifteen weeks and, and doing the sums was sort of six and a half weeks through. So it's we're nearly halfway through preseason before round one. So it's um it's going to creep up pretty quickly. But um, and the boys. Are, and the boys have made a few comments about that, but um but no, it's, it's good. We're really looking forward to it. And um yeah, it's gonna be an important block of training now coming up, um, particularly with that match and then rolling into bracket games. But um, but now that the boys have been really good and, and really pleased so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, if you're uh, if you're in the area Tuesday, Thursday, uh the next two Saturdays, you're you're not because you've got long weekend and a camp um the following week but uh any of those 3 days make sure you get down get on the terraces watch the boys uh you know it's it's brilliant to see how they're how they're progressing um you know and you can get get on the journey this year in 2024 and obviously memberships are now open very important that uh everyone jumps on board and uh we get a massive crowd there for uh for round 1 um you know the details of the fixture will be out soon and uh and we'll be able to really pump that up but uh, yeah, it's it's looking good and uh we want to see everyone uh, everyone on the hill uh for when we play at Kinetic Stadium. Absolutely we do. Awesome, mate. Well, good luck and uh we'll speak soon. Thanks very much, Mark. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks, mate.